0: And I believe we are live streaming here yet again. The Added Souls studio, the early morning podcast session. Stefan Meyer with you. Addedsouls.com, the website. We're looking at our Tuesday itinerary, and it is analyzing the lyric. So we're going to analyze the lyrics of which song? Well, Spirit in the Sky. A suggestion came in, a very good suggestion regarding the song, Spirit in the Sky, uh, written and performed by a music artist named Norman Greenbaugh. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. Norman Greenbaum? Meh. Whatever. So he's the artist we are going to be looking at. The song Spirit in the Sky. Most individuals who have lived on this earth in the Western world for a given amount of time have heard this on the radio at... <laughs> At a given moment in our existence, right? It plays on the radio, it's played in movies, it's played on commercials, it's I mean, it's been played. My father had the 45, you know, the small small little records there. And um that track was one that played often. I was the remote control, right? Put this one on, so I'd go and get that sleeve and get that record and put it on to the turntable and drop the needle, hear the static, the soul of the song. Down down and into the realm of Spirit in the Sky, we would enter. It's a, I mean, it's a pretty deep, bluesy, funky song. You know, I like the song, the rhythm of it. It, it sounds very well, and it's, you know, it, it, it's been played. It, it's liked by a great many people. Well, Norman Greenbaum, the writer of this song, is Jewish. And um, for marketable reasons... He changed the word God to the word Jesus because, hey, if you're going to sell a record in America or in the West, you got to have the name Jesus in there. So as a Jew, he he chose the money aspect of it, marketing aspect of it, and said, hey, listen, we're going to change the word God to Jesus, and that way the record will sell a lot more. And he was right, of course. I mean, it's a strategic music, business-minded move. So he goes ahead and writes Spirit in the Sky, which took a fairly long time to 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 uh, put the song together, if you will, but the, the the lyrics came fairly quickly to him because he said he was watching one of his, uh, an old-time country singer. I forget the name now. Something Wagoner, who sang a song about um, a preacher A sad song about a preacher. And this motivated Norman to write Spirit in the Sky. As a Jewish guy. And so he wrote the thing. And we're going to go through the lyrics and just talk about the lyrics. Is that okay? So uh, housekeeping stuff. Please subscribe, like, share, comment all that kind of good stuff helps this, uh, the substance of the material we're producing to reach further and farther. Cause maybe there's others like you and I who just want to talk about this stuff and learn this stuff and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Okay. So, um, please do that. And if you will, if you're willing and able, I know times are hard, man, you know, inflation by the hands of corrupt leaders, all that kind of stuff's going on. So I know everybody's pinching pennies here, but Any amount really helps a great deal if you want to support this kind of work. The Added Souls work, you can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. I created that community, and it's a wonderful community where we get to share stuff and have freedom to do that as Christians, as believers who experience this life. And if you sign up there, you get the opportunity to support, and you can support again. Whatever amount you're willing and able to support helps the Added Souls ministry keep doing this kind of stuff. And, uh, I'd love nothing more than one day to do this like full-time kind of stuff, you know, build a studio, have employment for sound brethren and all that, you know, I mean, we have to have goals as Christians, don't we? I have goals. I have strong ambitions and I need to keep that because it, it keeps the passion of reaching people with the the truth. So, you know, please consider signing up to added souls.locals.com. There are other options in the show notes. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to have a video chat, phone call, email interaction, whatever you want to do and answer questions. Okay, so Spirit in the Sky by Norman uh, Norman Greenbaugh. I'm going to put the lyrics on the screen as we do so you can read along with me. All right, put my video feed over there on the bottom left, sliding in. Norman Greenbaugh, Spirit in the Sky. When I die and they lay me to rest, I'm gonna go to the place that's the best. Okay, let's just say that's true. Well, one part of that line is true. Which one? Gonna go to the place that's the best. Yeah, the best place you can ever want to go is heaven. That's the idea of heaven. That's the beauty of heaven. The place where there is peace, there's no longer any death, there's no pain, there's no sorrow, there's no sickness, there's no persecution, there's no natural disasters, there's no hurt, there's no departures, there's no... I mean, it's heaven. It's a place of reunion for all those who are faithful followers of Christ. It's a, you know, yeah, I want to go to the place that's the best. Where's the best place to go? Heaven. So he's got that one. Now, the first line he opens up with is, when I die and they lay me to rest. Okay, you're going to the casket, right? You're going to the ground, your body, and there's all that kind of stuff. So when I die and they lay me to rest, meaning his uh, spirit has left his body, that's death. Some people say, I've experienced death and I came back from the dead. How so? Well, I was on the operating table and... You know, my heart stopped for, and my brainwave stopped, and my heart stopped for three minutes, five minutes, whatever, what time they want to give. Some of them embellish, obviously, for, uh, um, what do you call that, sensational uh, endeavors to sell books or sell stories and stuff like that. They, they, they do fall in the realm of mysticism at times and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, there's legitimately people who lose uh, the ability of their mind and their heart stops for several minutes on the table and uh, the medical expertise there and all uh, that is available to them in an expedient way managed to bring back the heart to a thumping beat and the mind to a thinking ordeal. And they say, well, see, I came back from the dead. No, you didn't. Why? Because your spirit, your soul did not, sorry, your soul did not leave your body. It did not leave your body. When your soul leaves your body, that's when you're dead. Like, you ain't coming back from that. The only people whose soul has left their bodies and have come back are those Jesus said, rise from the dead. <laughs> that's it. So don't be, go, don't be giving your time and money to folks who are trying to sell you a different story. They're lying to you. An objective, absolute, standard fact of scriptural revealing, penmanship of the Holy Spirit. The soul leaves the body, you're done. You ain't coming back from that. Okay, unless Jesus himself, in physical form, (laughs) walking on this earth says, raise from the dead, you ain't gonna raise from the dead, you've been your heart stopped on the on the operating table for a few minutes, and it came back, okay, you did your soul didn't leave your body, your heart just stopped and our medical expertise in the advancement of the medicine world brought you back. It's science. It's not supernatural. It's science, okay. So when I die and they lay me to rest, so when you die and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. That's heaven, you gotta go there. When I lay me down to die, going up to the spirit in the sky, going up to the spirit in the sky, that's where I'm gonna go when I die. When I die and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. Now, nothing wrong there. I mean, I have no objections pending on the perspective. This individual is a Jew. He, well, of the time he wrote it, I don't know about now, but at the time he wrote it, he was of a Jewish persuasion, Judaism. Not in the scriptural form, of course, but in what they have now evolved, quote-unquote, into these days, or these generations. Um, and Judaism is anti-Christ. It just is. They don't believe Jesus. They don't believe, they don't follow, they don't believe the Son of God. Jesus is God and walked on this earth and all that stuff. They are anti-Christ. So you can't go to heaven if you're anti-Christ, Acts 4.12. I mean, I could go on and on with the numerous verses in the Bible that specifically, clearly, poignantly say you cannot go to heaven if you do not believe in Jesus Christ, that he is, he always was, he always will be, he is the son of God, he is the Messiah, the prophesied coming king, the savior of the world. He is God on earth, Jesus the Christ. Like, if you don't believe that, you can't go to heaven. You're not going to go through Islam. You're not going to go through Judaism. You're not going to go through Hinduism, Buddhism. No other isms. It's an impossibility. You can tell yourself you feel like it this way. You feel like that way. But the word of God is solid and true and will remain such to judge us on that day. So, Norman Greenbaum ain't going to heaven as one who practices this modern view of judaism which holds on to various um pentateuch uh commands and not even to the accuracy of them either by the way so you and i can say as christians faithful in christ when i die and they lay me to rest i'm going to go to the place that's the best from our perspective this makes sense and it's it's real it's true right i mean if we're faithful christians in christ Walking according to his law of mercy and grace, we can have hope and security in him, knowing that when we depart this earth, we will go to the place that's the best. And then he continues, and he says, prepare yourself. You know it must, prepare yourself, you know it's a must. You're going to have to die. Everyone departs this earth. You don't need to die twice, that's the beauty of being in Christ, and the scriptures certainly reveal that poignantly in one of the verses in the Bible that says, you know, you don't need to die twice, but we must die once, the sting of death. Why? The consequences of what Adam and Eve did. They disobeyed God. So we're guilty of their sin? No, we are not. False teachers say we are. Calvinism and all kinds of other isms might say we are. Catholicism, and again, all the isms of the world may say that, but we aren't. We are Recipients of the consequences that took place in the sin Adam and Eve practiced. Consequences. That's a thing. If you sin, there are consequences. Adam and Eve sinned. We live in the consequences of that sin, the fallen world. We must die. So we need to prepare ourselves. That's a true thing. And Norman over here, as an individual who enjoyed gospel music, he said, Watching and listening to a country singer speak about a preacher motivated him to write this song. As a Jew, making it marketable so we, you and I, would purchase the song because the word Jesus was in there. Though he does not believe in Jesus, he wrote this. (laughs) Interesting how things get together, right? So prepare yourself. You know it's a must. We're going to have to leave. There's no way around it. The heathen, the unbeliever know this as well. It's sad that some Christians... Don't live faithfully to Christ because they refuse to know this. Well, it's going to happen. You've got to have a friend in Jesus. Absolutely. So you know that when you die, he's going to recommend you to the spirit in the sky. Going to recommend you to the spirit in the sky. He says that's where you're going to go when you die. When you die and they lay you to rest, you're going to go to the place that's the best. Now, again, I'm not saying this is accurate scripture, book, chapter, verse, inspiration or anything. But the idea with artistic nuance and, you know, poet, poetic licenses and all that kind of stuff allows us to say, well, you know, as Christians, that's true. If we're faithful in Christ, that's true. If we've not drifted away, fallen off the chair and all that kind of good stuff, right, we should be good to go. Trying our best each day, God's grace covering us as we walk with our Lord and Master. Okay, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. We need to be in good... Um, Fellowship with our Lord and Master, so that when we die through Him, we get to live forevermore with Him in the heavenly realm. And now, here he goes into, and <laughs> in the next uh, section of this song, he goes into heresy, as heresy can be mentioned. He says, Never been a sinner. Well, he's going to have a problem with John's inspired pen, because John says, Anyone that says that obviously is making God out to be a liar. And um, you don't want to be caught as a liar telling God you're not a sinner. So he says, never been a sinner. Well, yeah, I mean, you're a Jew who doesn't believe in Jesus in the lifestyle of the 60s and 70s. I mean, to say you've never been a sinner is quite the reach. So this would indeed make you a liar. Never been a sinner. I never sinned. Yes, you have. Yes, you are. I got a friend in Jesus. Well, not if you say you've never sinned. And that's... I mean, you... (laughs) There's a problem with the Bible here. You got a problem with the Bible. So he says, so you know that when I die, he's going to set me up with the Spirit in the sky. No, Norman, sadly... My fellow neighbor, with all love and respect, you're not going to go to heaven if you keep going the way you're going. Now, I don't even know if Norman's still alive, by the way. One would pray that he is still alive and he's looked into this a bit deeper and has found the truth which set him free by obeying the Lord's plan of salvation and being added to the church Jesus built. Now, one would pray and hope that'd be the case, though I highly doubt it. So he says he's never been a sinner, he's never sinned, that's a lie. I got a friend in Jesus, you can't have a friend in Jesus if you claim that you've never sinned, that you have no reason. I mean, how can you be a friend to Jesus which saves you from your sins if you say you have no sins, right? You're not going to seek treatment for a condition you say you don't have but really you do, and the doctor knows you do, and the science behind it proves you do. So then he says, um, the spirit in the sky, oh, set me up with the spirit in the sky, that's where I'm going to go when I die. When I die and they lay me to rest, I'm going to go to the place that's the best. Go to the place that's the best. And that is the song. I mean, there's not a whole lot more to dig into, but... um. That's the gist of it, you know? So from our Christian perspective, which we mentioned, yeah, there is some truth in this song. Obviously, from our perspective, if we're good with God, we are walking faithfully. We're doing the best we can. That don't make us perfect. We are imperfect, following a perfect God, striving to be perfect as he is, though flawed through this flesh. We are imperfect. There's a difference with imperfect and corrupt. You can't work with the corrupt. The corrupt have no redemptive qualities. They are rushing headlong to burst wide open and having their innards spill all over the ground. They want to live that life of rebellion. They are corrupt. And sadly, they certainly do peruse among us in the fold, pretending to be sheep when really they're wolves, can't work with those. But the imperfect, we can work with those. We are imperfect. We struggle sometimes with sins. Our past life as Gentiles brought a great many traumatic things and scars in our minds. Perhaps we struggle with various this's and that's, but we can work with each other because we all want to make it to heaven. We are humble. We are submissive to the Word of God. We follow Jesus and no other. Uh, And uh we can look at the song lyrics and say, yeah, you know, when I die and they lay me to rest, or lay my body to rest, my soul will go to the place that's the best. It'll go to paradise. And upon judgment day, we will have entrance into the heavenly realm with our Lord and Master forevermore. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know, man. If you've got a better cure for this fallen world, you go ahead and you tell me. But I've looked to and fro east and west north and south and uh there ain't no other cure i've looked into that has this hope other than jesus christ so that's true the heresy of course being i've never sinned (laughs) yeah you have you need jesus that's the whole point buddy but um yeah i mean it's a as far as the lyrics go there you have it the rhythm of the song, the blues tone of it, manage it. The way it starts, right? It got you all in the cool vibes, man. I don't It says here you can press play. I wonder if it works. Want to see? Let's see. Does it work? No. It's not pressing play. It's not working. Failure. You're fired. Well, anyways, you can always go and check it out on um, um, YouTube or Spotify or Amazon or wherever your streamers are, but... You can check the song out there. It's a pretty cool song, and uh, that's what it's about. So let's go back over here. Let's slide that on that and over there. And we're 20 minutes in. I mean, that's about it. And I had to kind of make it quick because our youngest son has something uh, quite concerning that we have to bring him to the doctor for. And uh, I'll update you guys on that once we get to see what's happening with him. And uh, we're just a bit concerned about that. So... It's a bit alarming, and we've had a great many scares with him before, so we're gonna bring him to a doctor ASAP. And the reason I couldn't write right now is because over here, our health, uh, our health, uh, inci- inci- uh, well, what do you call that now? Our uh, our health departments or whatever what you want to call it, our hospitals and clinics or whatnot are shot. They're <laughs> they're done. They're broken. And you have to wait certain ways and work certain things, you know. So we're doing that. We're waiting until they allow us to go see them. Anywho, that's what's going on. I appreciate your kind attendance to this here uh, uh, a session. You are loved. I truly do appreciate your interaction. Please like, share, comment, you know, all that kind of good stuff. And please, if you can, sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. You can support me there in the Added Souls ministry for as low as you want, for as high as you want, and it goes towards uh, gospel progress in the mission field. I am a minister currently for the East Coast Church of Christ. It's a church plant over in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. It's a very good work. I've been in this work since May 8th, 2022. It's a blessing. The members here are so humble and loving and united and... uh, we have appointed elders, and we have teaching and preaching all week. We have fellowship and retreats. It's a good thing, uh, but it's a small seed right now. We meet in our homes, and uh, we go about it that way. We just need an expediency, your love and care, your, your compassion, your faith, to get involved and donate and support uh, so the gospel can be heard in this untapped location of the world. Anywho, so there it is. Uh, please take care. I appreciate, uh, let me see here, comments. Good morning, good morning, excellent. I have a comment from uh, Speed Chaser, but most Christians believe once they're saved, they can never sin no more because they believe in Jesus. Yeah, uh, you're you're right, Speed Chaser. A great many believe that. Um, sadly, that's not what the Bible teaches, though, and I'm being just very honest with it. That's that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches we have free will, and we can choose once we've become Christians, like wholeheartedly, honestly, honestly, chose to follow Jesus, we can, with our free will, say, you know what, after a year, two years, some of them don't even last a week. They're like, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to follow Jesus. I want to follow my own ways. And they drift off. They fall away. I mean, the Bible speaks of that. (laughs) If that's not the case, then the whole New Testament is a waste of our time. All the epistles should be just thrown in the garbage because all they're about is telling Christians, don't fall away. And because many do. Um, so you, you got to be careful. And that has nothing to do with, with saying it diminishes the power of God. God's power is always intact. It's our free will. We have the decision. We make the choice. Don't go following Calvinism. Calvinism's a destructive heresy, man. It'll make you believe all kinds of nonsense. And they, they, their faith can't stand. It's a blind faith. They can't stand, man. They fall in court all the time because they can't defend their position. Calvinism is a bad deal. All these isms. Don't go following those, man. Follow the Bible. That's what made sense. That's what made sense to me. You don't want to believe me? Fine. I mean, obviously, you don't want to believe me. That's fine. And I'm speaking generally to the public here, but uh, the Bible stands true. So, uh, good comment there, Speed Chaser. I appreciate that. You're you're right. Most Christians believe once they're saved, they can never sin no more because they believe in Jesus. But that's that's not the case. You know, you, you can. You have the free will to do so. A true Christian, one who has become a Christian uh, in the Lord's church, um, uh, can certainly choose to 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 walk away from Christ. But if he doesn't, if he chooses to stay with Christ, nothing nothing can snatch us away from the hand of Jesus. When we choose to follow Jesus, even though we stumble at times, even though we have thoughts we shouldn't, we say words we shouldn't, we perhaps act in ways we shouldn't. Uh, and when I say we shouldn't, it may be unwise, it may be foolish, it may be sinful. If we catch ourselves and we try to do our best to, to to grow and mature and repent when necessary, I mean, we'll be fine. Jesus will keep us in, in, with him and and nothing will snatch us away. But we can high-handedly say, I don't want to follow Jesus. I don't believe in Jesus anymore. And I want to go follow and do all kinds of sinful things. Well, you've fallen from grace. Paul said that very thing for those who went back to Judaism. Those who had become Christians had chosen to follow judaism again and had fallen from grace i mean i didn't write that stuff i just read it in the bible and when you don't have a biased agenda you can read it and know it for what it's true and you can certainly look at these lyrics that we've analyzed and be like yeah when i die and they lay me to rest i'm gonna go to the place that's the best all right guys i love you stay focused stay positive uh lord willing we'll see if i can do my session tomorrow i try my best but with local responsibilities and also being the father a father of three and husband of one and the wonderful blessings of uh, uh, the work and and family and all that stuff. Sometimes I I can't all the time, but I do my best. If you help support, hopefully I can hire some faithful servants there and we can work together and fill up all kinds of content. I appreciate all the viewership. Uh, Till next time, peace out.